the Ticats Audio Network. This is Speaking with the Enemy. The journey rewards Tiger Cats pregame with Andy and I continues as the Ticats and Lions square off tonight at BC Place. It is time for our Speaking with the Enemy segment, courtesy of Red Tag. It's Christmas in July, folks. Visit redtag.ca to secure your spot on the beach for your fall or winter vacation with an amazing deal right now. On the line with us from AM730 in Sweet Van City, he is better known as the Moj, Bob Marinovich. Thank you for joining us. Gentlemen, how are you doing? Great to hear your voice. Bob, you know, as you know, the CFL has lost a good friend in Doug Mitchell. Right off the top, any good memories of him? Yeah, um, I used to coach back at UBC in a previous life um, and actually played there. So we're talking like 87 all the way through 94. And uh, when I was a coach, I got to know Doug a little bit. Uh, he was involved with some of our fundraising efforts. He'd you know, make an appearance here and there at, at certain events uh, around UBC being an alum. So didn't know him that well, but, again, did manage to, to, to talk to him a few times, mingle with him a little bit, and just a class gentleman and a, a big loss for the Canadian Football League and all his family and friends. Yeah, Doug Mitchell, uh, the, the Mitchell Bowl in the U Sports is, is named after him. And uh, I got a chance to talk with him at the at the CFL Hall of Fame induction ceremony where he was inducted this year. Uh, well, he was inducted in past years, but uh, it, it happened this year in person here in Hamilton. And he, he actually talked to me about, uh, you know, the biggest story in the BC Lions team right now, the Nathan Rourke, and how excited in uh, promising this guy looks. What what makes this QB, this kid, so special? Uh, I think it's, you know, first of all, he has the physical capabilities. Um, he may be a little undersized, but um, he's mobile. He's got a, a strong arm. But I think the biggest thing is what he has, you know, between the ears. I mean, you talk about a guy who um, is always well-prepared, first one at the facility, last one out has earned the respect of all the veterans, all the players on this team, never mind the veterans, but all the players on this team because of his work ethic and his demeanor. And I think the other thing, too, with him is that um, when he does face adversity, as we saw in Ottawa, he bounces back rather quickly. And we saw it against Winnipeg as well. Um, he, for a rookie quarterback, um, he doesn't get rattled. He doesn't get flustered. He just gets back to doing what he believes will take, uh, doing what he believes will make him successful. Bob, you want to tell us about a player who's really maybe not getting that same sort of nationwide press like a Nathan Rourke that, you know, that uh, I guess Ticat fans probably could be impressed with this evening? Well, you know, there's a lot of talk about certain players on this team and what's going on in terms of the Nathan Rourkes and the Keon Hatchers. But one of the guys that I think has had um, a pretty good season thus far is Josh Banks. Uh, the defensive tackle out of Wake Forest, who's gained about 10 or 15 pounds coming into this year, and he's looked a lot better. And, you know, I think when you look at the Lions' defensive line, it's a situation where they're not they, – they don't have that Willie Jefferson or Charleston Hughes or that big-name pass rusher. But what they do have is a lot of good players. Got a lot of guys in their second year who are a lot more comfortable around uh, this time around. I should say Boom Guachem's one of them, Tim Bonner, Josh Banks. Um, these guys feel so much more confident. And then you add, you know, a Betts and a Menard in the offseason. So now you got a rotation of about, you know, seven, eight, nine guys most games. And as a result, most of these guys are pretty fresh throughout the game, and they do a pretty good job. And, again, they don't have that big name, but yet at the same time, as a collective whole, 
uh, I think they're a very, very good group. Behind that bunch, you're missing the uh, out, the reigning outstanding uh, Canadian player of the league, Bo Lacombo, at the will linebacker position. Uh, how are you going to replace the leading tackler on the team and, and really the, the captain of that defense? Well, just talked to Coach Campbell maybe about five minutes ago for a pregame show, and it's kind of funny. Ben Halata came over because we're interviewing Ben for the pregame show as well, and I, I gave him the old hand signal, give me 10 minutes. So Ben Halatic, the UBC product, will get most of the reps, according to Coach Campbell. Um, Josh Woods will get some. They've also got Omar Fort on the roster, a kid out of UConn. So to me, it's going to be probably a lot of Ben Halatic. And, you know, the one thing they're very impressed with is athleticism. Now it's just a situation of him getting the experience and the reps and being able to be comfortable out there. So we'll find out a lot about Ben Halatic tonight in the coming weeks. Sticking with the defense here, uh, the, the Lions kind of have an approach that's that's unique to anything we've seen so far where the cornerbacks, uh, for the most part at least, as far as I know, they stay on the same side of the field. They don't, they don't flip sides based on... Um, you know, what's the wide side and short side of the fields. And one guy that, you know, Ticat fans are very familiar with, Dalvin Bro is out there, and, and as well as uh, as well as Peters. And these guys are, are, are both trained boundary corners. So does that really give the team an advantage? And, and how what, what kind of dynamic does that bring that makes it unique than any other team? Well, not only that, but you also have Marcus Sales at one half and TJ Lee at the other. And you know, you look at the secondary, and Quincy Moshe, the, the kid out of Georgia, has been a real nice find for the Lions this year at safety. But, you know, it, it's a defense or secondary that was exposed a little bit against Winnipeg. Now, granted, Zach Caleros was, you know, on fire in that game. I mean, he was, you know, doing some unhuman things against the Leos, and it is Zach Caleros. But um, it, it's a secondary that showed that it can be beat. So I, I think they're going to come back with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder tonight, and we'll see how they perform against Dane Evans and company. Bob, it's kind of an interesting dynamic in this contest between these two teams where the Ticats uh, basically had to travel across the country. They played on Saturday, so you're looking at two days practice where the Lions, you know, as we hit week seven of the CFL season, have had two bye weeks. Is there any concern about that old argument about rest and rust? You know, I, I don't think so. Um, in talking to Coach Campbell this week, you know, at practice, just there was a good energy level. So he's not too concerned with it. I mean, clearly the proof will be in the pudding, and we'll see how this team starts. And that's one of the things he emphasized, and he always emphasizes. It seems like, you know, a theme through every pregame show uh, that we do with him, and that is he wants his team to get off to a good start and have that energy right off the get-go. And we'll see what happens in this game against Hamilton. That's something they didn't have against Winnipeg, clearly with the – the Bombers returning the opening kickoff for a touchdown, and then the Lions coming down, uh, turning the ball over on a Willie Jefferson interception, and then Winnipeg coming down and scoring again. So the next thing you know, you were down 14 nothing in that football game. So that's one of the things they're really looking to, to do tonight is to come out of the gates on fire, and we'll see if they do. Moving to the offensive line, we're the Ticat fans here, we're familiar with the big left tackle, Joel Fig Figueroa. Um, what else can you tell us about that line and how 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 they're developing? We might not see a lot of see a lot of these guys play. Yeah, you know, you know, you've got Norman, you've got Godber, you've got Perkins, you've got Figueroa. Um, I think one of the surprises for this team this year has been Peter Godber at center. He had a real tough tough year last year. He struggled quite a bit, um, and this year he, he's just come out better. And, and you know, it's a, a theme with this team in terms of 
how many second-year players on this team are just looking better this year. They made an investment in a lot of these players last year. And remember, there was no no exhibition games for a lot of these guys. They just kind of got thrown to the fire in terms of learning the CFL game. And I think Peter Godber is another one of those second-year players. And you can throw, you know, Boom Blotchum. I mentioned uh, Banks and Bonner on the defensive line. I mean, Jordan Williams is a second-year guy. James Butler, the running back, is a second-year guy. And, you know, when you look at the offensive line, Godber is one of those second-year guys that I think is a lot better. And he's been a pleasant surprise for him. But, you know, it's a group that I think it's it's easier for them to play with Nathan Work than with Michael Riley. And I say that with no disrespect to Mike, but Nathan gets rid of the ball pretty quick. And Nathan is a lot more mobile than Michael Riley. So um, it, it makes the offensive line jobs a lot easier when you have a quarterback like Nathan Work and his style versus a guy like Michael who, you know, might hold on that ball just a little extra second trying to get that deep shot and sometimes as a result um, wind up get sacked. Helps gain confidence for young players and uh, certainly a promising future there with all those second-year players uh, across the starting lineup. Is there a weakness on this team? What, where would you say the, the biggest area of improvement would be? Well, I mean, offensive line was a concern heading into the season. They've looked pretty good thus far. Um, you know, the defensive line, you don't have that impact rusher, say, in a Willie Jefferson, but the running game uh, was a concern heading in, but they played a lot better, so... You know, James Butler and company, David Mackey, when he was in there one game, ran the ball rather effectively. So I think if there's an area of weakness right now, if I had to look at it, I would probably just say depth on the offensive line. But, I mean, you could say that for every team in the CFL and the fact that they don't have that stud pass rusher. And the other guy that I think, honestly, as good as Josh Banks has played, I think a guy who could have made a huge difference for this team would have been Stove Richardson, but as we know, that he was lost for the season with an Achilles injury. But you get a guy like Stove Richardson, man, everybody else around suddenly, everybody else around it becomes a lot better.